and welcome to The Haunted Ride, a paranormal and spiritual podcast that covers, well, everything in both of those two realms. I'm your host, Melissa, and thank you for joining me today. So, I hope you have your tea and your snacks. We do have a little bit of business to go over before we get into the actual episode. If you may have noticed, our logo has changed. We now have a brand new logo which means that our rebranding of the podcast is almost 100% complete. This logo was designed by Laura. You guys actually have heard from her twice now on the podcast. She is someone who reached out to me and had purchased the spiritual guidance service on the podcast. She sent me an email about what was going on with her. And I read that email to you guys, giving you guys tips and things like that. I believe it was episode... 28? Jesus, we're almost at episode 40. No, this is episode 40. Oh my god. We're 10 episodes away from episode 50. Whoa! And our like one year anniversary will be in October? Ooh, okay. Time has flown by really fast for this podcast. Anyway, I'm sorry. Back to what we were talking about. Laura wrote in, we had a whole conversation. And then later on, we actually had, I believe it was episode 34, The Butterfly Connection. We had a lovely interview. She's a sweetheart. She's so kind. And she does paintings and stained glass work. So her Etsy shop will be in the description of this episode and the show notes and anywhere I can basically post it. So please, 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 if you like the logo or you think it's awesome, please go to her Etsy shop and check her out. Because she did a phenomenal job on the idea I had in my head and making it come to life, and I cannot thank her enough. Now with that, I also want to let you guys know that we will hopefully, if I can get my shit together, have a merchandise store soon. I have actually added a bunch of stuff. I've got to do some back-end admin stuff to it. That's really what's going to take a while until like I get it down packed. But yeah, we're going to have some merchandise, and I, I really can't wait. So I'm super excited about this. Additionally, we are now part of the Big Heads Media Network. So I am still sort of speechless about the whole thing. I always kind of think this podcast is such a tiny little thing until I meet people or speak to people and they're like, hey, yeah, I listened to your show and it's amazing and you've changed my life and you've done all these things. Like, little me, (laughs) like, thank you so much. So We've had a lot of changes going on, and um, I didn't want you guys to be too surprised, though. If you are not following us on social media, which is where I try to post all these updates, then please follow us on social media. You can get to all of that from thehauntedride.com, and that way, if something's going on or something's changed, and it's sort of before we put out a podcast episode, then you'll know about it. Now, without further ado, we are going to listen to a promo, and then we will get into the episode. So I'll talk to you guys in a second. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Hi, I'm Vanessa, and I'm the host of Fabled, a bi-weekly podcast that explores mysteries, legends, lore, ghosts, and fairy tales. 
Investigation of these tales of woe often reveal grim details that have been long hidden in dark corners of history. Every story is a mix of both fact and fiction, and so are the episodes. Look for me anywhere you listen to podcasts, and say hello on social media at Fable Collective. So go ahead, settle in. I want to tell you a story, and then maybe I'll tell you the truth. All right, everybody, and we're back. This episode came about because. Someone who is in our Discord group, which if you would like to check that out, that's also on the website, thehauntedride.com. Her name is Jittery2. She asked the question of if we could go over to different type of clairs. Now, what do we mean by clair? We mean clairvoyance, clairaudience, etc. But before we go into that, there's something that I want to say. There's a common thought that psychics receive information while mediums can communicate information. I bring that up. Because a lot of these experiences and a lot of these sort of titles for what these abilities are get very blurred between being a psychic and being a medium. And so I don't want you, if you are kind of trying to, a lot of people who tune into this podcast, they're looking to share their experiences and they're also looking to have some more growth or understanding. And so I want to be very clear that if you have this, Don't just look at it as like, oh, I have this, so I must be this, or I must be that. This is the exact reason why I don't like labels, because while I will say the word psychic or medium or an empath or an intuitive or sensitive, while I may use those terms, I use those terms from the direction of if you need further research, if you need to look into this more, that's the term that best identifies with what you're talking about. However, I do not like terms at all. I do not like labels. I do not like boxes because I actually went through this and I had recorded the episode and I had to start all over because I was running into the same constant thing where these can be very blurred. So I want you guys to look at them from like a very like sort of open-minded type of of way of like, hey, this is great research. Don't try to like stuff yourself into those boxes because I know myself, like I cannot, like I can't, like I was just sitting here and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. So we're going to make it make sense. So the first one is clairvoyance. And clairvoyance is probably the most popular term. Basically just means that you're using your inner sight or your, you know, I've actually used this term a lot with my mind's eye. I'm going to give you guys an experience. I'm going to tell you what part of it made it a clairvoyance experience. Actually, the Paranormal 101 episode, at the very end of that episode, I was actually in the middle of recording. And I still had Emma at the time. And she was barking incessantly outside. And I mean, she she definitely barks and she's a guard dog. So that's where she likes to be. She likes to be outside. She barks. But this was, she was barking at something and basically being like, get the fuck out. So my concern was what's she barking at? And I didn't really feel like it was something physical. I also knew there wasn't anything in the house, which meant that there had to be something on the yard. So what I did was I kind of zoned out of myself. And that's a little difficult to explain. Think of it like astraling, except I'm still here. I can still hear you. I can still talk with you. Almost like I can split my focus between my physical self and my spiritual self. And I went out to where she was, energetically. And I looked at her and she looked up at me and I kind of patted her head. And physically, I heard that she had stopped barking. So I turn and I see this large purple 
line almost running underneath my house and over the yard and out. We are now on one side of the line, which was interesting because she would never go on the other side of it, even though I didn't know that line existed. And then on the other side, kind of closer to the street area, I see a man. And I know clearly from being able to see this guy with my energetic spiritual form that he is not a physical being. And I also know there's no physical being there either. Because I would have felt if someone was outside, like physically outside. And so I looked at him and I was just like, really? So I just pushed him off the property. I was like, "Mm mm-mm. And so when I did that, he sort of dissipated. I went back into my body. Emma ran back over to the patio, kind of looked for me a little bit, smiled and lay down. And that instance, using myself to look outside of myself, keyword here is look, is clairvoyance. So hopefully that made sense. The next one is clear audience. I think this one is actually pretty popular too, especially now. I hear it a lot when I'm watching paranormal uh, shows or ghost shows where they say, oh, I just heard a hey or I heard my name. We have also talked about numerous times where I've heard this. Uh, At my new job, because I'm special, somehow I managed to pick a job that is right across the street from a cemetery. I don't mess with cemeteries. I don't mess with cemeteries. I don't like hospitals. Uh, I also don't like large groups of people. So malls, not my favorite thing in the world. But yeah, like that's not, mm -mm, don't like it. I had had a very conscious conversation with the ghosts in the cemetery because there's a couple that I, that I can clearly, like, I know they're there. I don't know all of the ones that are there, but I, I clearly know about, like, mm, four or five. And I've been like, hey, keep your ass on your side of the road, please. Thank you. <laughs> and leave me alone. But there are times where I'm sitting at work and I hear my name called. And I hear, hey. Or it's almost like I feel like someone is rushing towards me and I'll turn around and then no one's there. And then this is when I have another conversation with the ghost. I'm like, I told you to keep your ass on your side of the street. Do not bother me. So that's clear audience. Clear audience is a lot easier to explain, I think, than clairvoyance. Because it's easy to, if you've never sort of seen something with your mind's eye, or you don't know that you have, it's really hard to sort of be in that place. It's almost like you're dreaming, but you're not. Like you're consciously awake and you're consciously here, but it's like, just for a quick second, you're somewhere else. And then that's when you see the thing. And similarly with the hearing, the really hard thing with clear audiences, if you hear it so loudly, which is what I do all the time, and then you look around and you ask someone if someone said something and say no. Like that's the hardest part, I think, with clear audience, especially if you say to somebody, I hear voices, what, like, what do you think they're going to say to you? So that one's really tough. There's actually a lot of stories I've read and heard about people experiencing that. And there's actually a common thought that if you hear someone call your name, you should ignore them. The reason why is similarly to if you heard someone call your name out in the street, they're trying to get your attention, right? So if you call, if they call your name, you are now giving them your attention. Whereas if you give your attention to a spirit, you know, spirits aren't bound by the same thing human people are. I think clairvoyance is harder to explain, but I think clear audience is harder to believe in or harder to talk about because of the misconception that if you hear voices, you're automatically crazy. The next one is clairsentience. It's actually called clairsentience because of a clear sensation or feeling. This one actually is where I had the hardest time because 
each one of these is supposed to be that you spiritually feel something. It's a spiritual sense of something. But what happens when that turns physical? Example, I was living in Sarasota. I was less open than I am now, much less open. But I was still a little open. I hadn't fully shut down anything yet. I was sleeping. The place that I was in was not haunted. But I did not put up my shield, which meant that it was easier to find me. And something woke me up in the middle of the night. I wasn't really sure what it was, but in my mind, I felt like someone had taken their hand and put it on the back of my neck, which was just strange to begin with, but that's what I felt like. And I couldn't really figure out if it was a dream or what. That didn't really make any sense to me. So I was just like, okay, well, fine, whatever. I don't really feel anything. Let me go back to bed. I wake up in the morning and I go to go get ready for work. I put my hair up and I see on the back of my neck, It looks like somebody, almost like if they were going to choke you from the front, but on the back of my neck. So that means the thumb is closer to the the skull of my my head, whereas their four fingers are on the left side, and their pinky is closer to my shoulders. So I even tried to put my hand that way to see if I could do it, and and you can't. So it's like, okay, cool. So I felt like someone put their hand on the back of my neck. At that point, it's clear sentience. But when they actually did it, and I woke up and I had the had the mark there, technically speaking, that's not considered clear sentience anymore. So that's kind of like a wish-washy one for me. I've had another experience, I've actually had several of them, where because I've known several of my past lives, and I've also known several different people that I've actually run into over those lives, some of them are past loves. Actually, one of my spiritual guides, um, he's not really around too much anymore, but he's a past love and a past life of my soulmate. So he likes to try and touch me a lot because he recognizes me in that way. So sometimes he'll kiss my cheek or he'll give me a hug or stuff like that. And I feel someone there. I feel that. My cheek will tingle like someone, like almost like a static shock on my cheek, or I'll feel like the heat or warmth from a human body around me. That is a very clear example of clear sentience because I feel that. I feel the spiritual and energetic sensation of that. So the next one is clear scent. Yes, this one is smelling. (laughs) Um, So this is a common one when people are talking about that they smell cigar smoke. There's been times where I smell that. There's been times where I smell perfume. There was a time where we were living in a house, and I've shared this before on the podcast, but I smelled like if vanilla and almond extract were baking in a cake in my bedroom. And those were smells that I associated with my grandmother. And I associated them with her because we would bake together. She's the person who taught me how to cook and how to bake and got me interested in that, and I've loved it ever since. So I knew that that was something that she would would smell like pretty often when we were in the kitchen together. And so smelling that in my room, I knew it was her. I had no question about it. So that would be a clear example of clear scent. Okay, so this one goes by two different terms. And to be honest with you, I really have only seen it on one website by this particular term. So this one is clear tangency or psychometry. And it basically means that you touch an object and you pick up uh, the information of its owner or history or things like that. I don't do that too often. 
I'm also not really a touchy person, so that's probably why. There are definitely moments where I've been like, oh, wait, nope, not that, (laughs) or something, and I I get like an emotion or a feeling off of it. The next one is clear gustience, which is clear tasting. Uh, This one, this one's hard. I rarely ever hear of someone having this. And to be quite honest with you, the only time I've had it was in dreams. So there is a theory that when you are dreaming, if you're truly dreaming, you will not be able to smell or taste anything. Those two senses do not work in your dreams. However, I've had dreams where I can taste food. I can taste different things. I know how delicious something tastes or how gross it was. And I am in my bed asleep. But apparently I'm really not. I'm somewhere else because I'm tasting all this food and it tastes like, you know, different and delightful and things like that. So I don't have like honestly an experience for clear gustience. But yeah, it is clear tasting. This one I found on a couple different places. I'm not entirely sure how it falls into the the clears, if you want to call them, or the list of them, of clear senses, but this one is clear empathy. It's normally an empath or someone who can psychically tune into emotional experiences of anything, of any part of a living life, any object, anything. This is also a type of telepathy, and you can sort of feel like the attitude or the emotion or even ailments. You can just feel like general vibrations of someone's aura. So I think the reason why I normally don't hear this is because I think normally what we just call this is being an empath. Empaths feel things. Like they feel things. They can take on someone else's, like it said, um, somebody else's attitude or emotions. They can almost feel the projection of that information on them. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast, especially with like experiences I've had. And so, I mean, it's just, it can be anything. There are definitely times like I walk into a room and I feel how people feel about me or I know how their day is going. This has been happening a lot, especially due to the week that we've been having. There's been a lot of stuff going on and people have been nuts sometimes. Like people have been nuts. And I will walk into work sometimes and I know how that person's feeling. I mean, immediately I just know this person's feeling this way, that person's feeling another way, that person's something like that. I've actually even talked to one of my coworkers and told her, I always know when she's about to send me a message because I just feel like a ton of tense energy from that side of the room. And she laughs because she knows she does it. She's a very clearly tense person when something's going on. And so you just know automatically. I, I don't even have to turn my head around and look at her. I'll just be like, what do you need? What's wrong? And they're is always something. (laughs) So I think that for a lot of people, being an empath is really hard because if you don't know how to guard yourself from, you know, similarly like this example I just gave with someone feeling really tense, that can affect you really strongly. It actually hit me kind of hard yesterday because I have a huge aversion to heat. And I remember I went to my car and it said it was 104 degrees outside. And that is ridiculous. And I think we had like over 70% humidity. So it felt horrible. The sun was really bright and it was just horrible and I hated all of it. But when I came back after that, I was really drained. I was really tired just from generally just the heat. And so because I wasn't fully like okay anymore, by the end of my work day, while my day had been honestly pretty much fine, 
everyone's like tenseness and some of the things that were going on just started affecting me where my body actually started physically tensing up. And I had to remind myself that these were not my emotions and release. And once I did that, that felt better. But basically until like I got in my car in my space and was on the way home, I didn't really feel completely right. Even when I got home, I was really, really out of it. So being an empath can be really hard. And I just want you to know that if you feel like you're feeling other people's emotions, the best thing that you can do for yourself is to figure out how much of that is your emotion, how much of that is somebody else's emotion, and figure out how to disengage and release that. Because I don't want it to ever like really, really hurt you. And I know quite a few empaths that it really hurts them. It really, it really drives them up a wall. And it's a very, I would have to say that like out of a lot of the groups, I mean, dealing with spirits is dangerous. Like you don't know all the time, like what you're dealing with or where it's coming from. But being an empath, you're not really like looking for it. You're not like going out and being like, hey, I want to feel somebody else's emotions today. Like you're not putting that out there. So you just have it. And that's, that's actually a large reason of why we go through all the self-care tips and a lot of you know, talking about meditation and spirituality is dealing with all this stuff can be really hard. And I found that like with empaths, it can be even harder because it's similar to clear audience. I mean, how do you tell somebody that you feel what they're feeling? That phrase is said out of empathy. And so people can think you're saying it out of that. They may not understand that, no, you really feel what this person is feeling. And that can really hurt. So, you know, just if you're an empath, just know that it does get better. And, you know, you can get there. If you're struggling, you can definitely get there. And just take care of yourself and make sure that you're constantly looking at how you're feeling and really zoned in on yourself so that when someone tries to give their emotions to you, project them to you, you know how to disengage from that and from that person too at that time. So as far as all the clear stuff goes, that's that. I did want to bring up something to you guys though. So Lionsgate was on... It actually is from like the end of July. I think it's July 26th through to August 12th. And then on August 13th, something special happens. But like the most direct day is August 8th. So I was really going through it (laughs) this week. I'm not going to lie. I really was. I kind of just handled it as best as I could. But I could definitely like feel, like feel tangibly the energy and the atmosphere and it being around. And so on August 8th, I actually got pretty sick. I had a horrible headache. I had uh, a sore throat at one point. I actually even thought like I was getting a little sick and I was like, I'm actually not. Like I knew I wasn't. And I've learned that that actually for me happens sometimes when I'm taking on a bunch of spiritual energy, but I haven't rested enough to deal with it, basically. So that is part of why it was happening. And also like, A lot of people said that, oh, you know, on August 8th, if you are spiritually inclined, you need to rest. Like, you're probably going to end up being in bed because you're going to be knocked into bed. And I was just like, well, look, I got to go to work, so I don't have time for this. And well, that's what I got. So I was, I was really, really struggling. But I kept getting sort of messages all day, little bits and pieces here and there. And when I got home, at some point, my headache kind of 
subsided a little. And I was able to write everything down. And it actually became an energy reading. Now, I normally don't do like universal energy readings. It's not because I can't. It's more so because most of the time I will just sort of privately share that information. But this was different. This was almost like if you were to get a tarot card reading and what the cards would say. But this was more like what the universe told me to say to everybody else. So on social media, I did post all of that information. But I wanted to read it out to you guys because I wanted to make sure that you knew too, in case you just needed to hear it. What I wanted to share with you is that this is a time to share love. Share love for yourself, let that love grow and spread to others around you. Be the Ace of Cups. Now, if you do not do tarot card readings, you may not know what the Ace of Cups is. The Ace of Cups, when in the upright position, is a card that's talking about love. It is talking about new commitments, new relationships, just growing and shining this light of love to everyone around you and everything around you. Basically, the way that the Ace of Cups is depicted a lot of times is the chalice that's overflowing. So be that that card. That card came right to my mind when I got this feeling of love and sharing that love with everyone. That card came right to my mind. And so just share your love and share your light with others. Be a little more patient. Be a little more kind. I know this week there were a lot of crazy things going on. A lot of people kept going, what is going on with people? What is going on with people? And I think this is just a reminder to be patient, be kind. Not everyone can understand where you're coming from or can have the sense to right now. And they might be a little crazy. So I'm not saying, you know, to disregard yourself for that, don't. But for yourself, be patient, be kind, because you might be a little tested. Have compassion and empathy. And, you know, as I said earlier, look at the people around you differently. You're going to need to accept that you don't always have the right answers. Accept your mistakes and listen to the lessons inside of them. We've talked about this a lot, and this is actually going to be really important. So just make sure to know that like, just because something doesn't go your way or didn't work out, that doesn't mean that it's, it wasn't a good idea. It doesn't mean that you failed or something like that. Don't take it negatively. There is something positive in that and just give it a little bit of time and it will be there. I also wrote that the messages for this are so clear right now. So appreciate every moment within them. You're blossoming in life right now. So approach every moment with that picture in your mind. And I know It may sound a little weird to think of yourself as a flower. (laughs) I get that. But my point in saying that is that when you look at a blossom, what do you see? You see beauty. You want to smell it. You can appreciate it a little differently. And it can leave you feeling really, really good. But blossoms take time. And the growth of the bud takes time for it actually to blossom. And so like that, have that patience too to understand that It may not be what you want right now, but it doesn't mean that it won't be later. Or if it's kind of dying off, it doesn't mean something new isn't going to come up for you. I also got the message to just really look at your enjoyment and your fulfillment and know that those things are out there for you and do things that mean something to you. This is also a time to take care of yourself. Boil yourself a little. I don't mean to uh, go on a cruise if you don't have the money to. (laughs) Don't do that to yourself. I mean, like if you're going to the grocery store and you 
would love to have a special dessert, you know, get the stuff to make it or, or get the dessert. Or if you're near a bakery and it's not going to like break the bank, like get something like that. Or if you can meditate, if you need to have like a bath time, whatever it is that you need, take that time for yourself because you're really going to need it. And here's what I mean by that. So I literally saw an image of someone bent over a table crying and they were crying and basically just asking like why like they didn't understand what was going on and they just felt like really honestly like weighed down and I felt like this was going to be happening on and off for a couple of months so while that's going on like this is why it's so important to focus on all these like great things and great times right now because like it's going to be a little hard soon and it will be an on and off process and just know that it will be okay you know, just like I said earlier, if the blossom dies, you know, on that plant, there's another one. If you just need some time, take some time for yourself to heal from it and know that there's going to be a new door that opens up for you. I feel like this is like a really big time of growth and cycles, cycles that are changing for the better, whether we want them to or not. So just believe in yourself because it, it will be okay and it is going to be like a really good thing for you. Um, it just might take some time to get there. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about was the thing that I learned this week. I learned boundaries, actually. By that, I mean, I know that I always have to make boundaries, especially being as sensitive as I am. I really do have to make boundaries. I don't have time for people who are going to just try to use me. I don't have time for people. And the thing is, like, I know, like, I know if that's your intention. Before, I used to be a little more naive and say, okay, well, maybe that's their intention today, but that doesn't mean that they're a bad person because I can see the potential in them. And I had to learn, no, like people show you who they are. They do it all the time, but you're making an excuse for these people because you can see what they can be. You can see what they have the potential to be. And you're not trying to change them. You're just trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. And that's nice of you, but stop giving away parts of yourself to other people who don't care at all. Like, stop. So I know boundaries, but I had to set a new one. When everything was happening with Emma and we were giving her away, there was someone who was here and they were incredibly cruel. And it was to the point that I had to go in my room, calm down, and I cried a little. And that person, they were just being cruel. Because they wanted me to react a specific way. And when I didn't do that, they got upset. And that stuck with me. Like, I dealt with them in that moment. I dealt with the emotional aspect of it in the day. When I had gone in my room and I'd kind of calmed down and talked to myself about it and cried a little about it. But that, that stuck with me. Like, that stuck with me. And then the next day, I spoke with the person. And they were just as much of an asshole as they were the day before. And I just sat down and I was like, you know, you are not worth an ounce of my time. Not one. And so if you want to be this way and you want to act like this and you want to do these things, that's fine. I can't change you. And I wouldn't want to change you. You are who you are. However, I am going to change my relationship with you. And so the whole week, it was just different. And that's kind of, that's a, that's a tough thing to explain and talk about because it makes it sound like it's coming from anger. And there was, there was hurt there. And there was anger there. And 
there's still a little bit, I'm not going to lie, when I bring this up, there's still a little bit of anger. But it's anger because sometimes you need anger to help fuel you in the right direction. I remember I used to listen to this podcast and one of the questions they would ask was, if you could not feel either sadness or anger for the rest of your life, which one would you rather not feel? And months ago, I would have said anger. Because sadness I can work with, right? Sadness is grief, sadness is pain, sadness is hurt, like I can work with. But isn't there a point in sadness where you get angry? You get angry at the injustice that was caused to you, you get angry at what happened, you get angry at the whole thing. And sometimes for me, anger will push me. There are times where, and I'm much better about it now than what I used to be, but there were definitely times where like, I should have responded some way. I should have said, look, this is not okay. I should have said all of these things and I didn't and I didn't and I didn't. And so finally this person took it too far and then I got angry and I said what needed to be said. But that's why I still need that emotion. And right now, the reason why I have a little bit of anger is like, how dare you do this to me? How dare you think that's okay? And it's like, well, you dared to do that. You dared to do that. That was, you had the choice. You made the decision to be a jerk. You made the decision to hurt me in a moment of where you knew who you could. And that's just how you are. But my anger is assisting me in making the boundary where I no longer accept that behavior. If you want to be that way, there is now a consequence for that, that action. That is now something that you may not cross with me anymore. I will not allow it. And so I've never felt a boundary like that before. And like that's super powerful for me. And so if you ever need to feel that way, I want you to know that's amazing. I want you to know that's okay. I want you to know that nobody can take that away from you. You need to find your boundaries for you and for yourself. And you need to figure out what's going on with you and what you're willing to accept and what you're not willing to accept. You are the only one who can make that choice. But if you do make that choice, and if you are angry or you are hurt or you aren't angry and you're not hurt, but you just know that you need to do this for the betterment of yourself, fucking do it. So with that, I hope you liked the episode. Have an amazing day and an amazing night. Stay safe and take care out there. Love yourself. That is very, very important. And love others. And as we always say, don't let the ghost get you. Bye.